The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings, and it is loaded over the next three hours. We'll go over tonight's NBA card. How, how to attack this Bucks cavs game. We'll ask Julian Edlow at that time. It is Wednesdays with Vito Sun, Sal Palantonio on the show an hour from right now. And uh, don't forget, today is when the golf tournament starts because uh, the two football games are on Sunday. And so the golf tournament needs to conclude by Saturday. So Indy Jeff Seeley on the show with his best bets coming up in 90 minutes. I personally did not like the way things were going with the Milwaukee Bucks this year. I think you and I were a little bit different on this. You kept going, resorting back to how good the offense was, which you can't deny. Offense mm-hmm. for the Bucks has been awesome. Number two overall in the league. But something was completely missing the defense dropped from fourth overall and elite over the last four or five years with Budenholzer as their head coach to 22nd this year and they were just they had bad losses these super high scoring games they could never put really bad teams away just gave up 135 to Detroit yep that said Mm -hmm. I did not see what happened yesterday coming they fired their head coach, Adrian uh, Griffin. And just to give you a timeline on his odds, at the beginning of the year, he opened up 25 to 1 to be the first coach fired. He peaked as high as 40 to 1. Cool. But with, uh, you know, some recent struggles, uh, January wasn't going well. Bobby Portis calling everybody out, including him. Same with Giannis several times. He dipped to 18 to 1, and he got the axe yesterday. And they're 30 and 13 overall. So I'll ask you this, Paulie. You were paying attention like the minute they made the move for Damian Lillard and you grabbed them on a future bet to win the NBA title. Does this, is this a good thing for you? Because again, Uh, you know how this goes once a team fires their head coach midway through the season, look at the Edmonton Oilers now in hockey. Yeah, but Doc Rivers isn't a good coach. Doc Rivers is overrated. No one has blown more playoff leads than Doc Rivers. So is he an upgrade over Griffin? Probably. Did they like and respect Griffin? I doubt it. 
but this they have and I understand where you're coming from. They have the third best record in the league. They're the two seed in the East. Yeah. So I know sky is falling. They can't defend. You drop the third best record in the league. But it comes down to respect and what the star player thinks. So, you know, the reports that he want to get rid of his brother, uh, Von Tobel, as you mentioned many times, Von Tobel quickly pointed out how Freak would just walk by him, check him in, check in the games by himself and and pay him no mind as well. Mm-hmm. The thing that that bothered me from the get-go, there were two things, actually. When they traded for Lillard, Jimmy Butler said, I'm surprised he wants to play for Adrian Griffin. I can't believe it. That was a weird quote. And then, right before the season, Stotts quit. Now, why would that happen? Uh, alarms were going That's off right. back then. So once Stotts quit, I said, there's something going on oh, with yeah. this guy. It doesn't make any sense because you had the great connection and rapport with Stotts and Lillard. One of the reasons, you know, they get the deal done and Lillard goes to Milwaukee. And then he's going to be reunited with his former head coach that he loved. And then the guy quits right before the season. Right. And he was supposed to be the veteran coach to help out the guy who's never had a coaching job before. So that was, but, but I still come back to the record and how well they're playing at least wins, losses, and how good they look offensively. So it also reminds me of David Blatt, where Blatt, was, Blatt wasn't in his first year, but LeBron didn't respect him at Not all. Not at all. Not for a second. So David Blatt was fired by Cleveland, and they were 30 and 11. Yep. So think about that. LeBron. But it, it worked out, though. Now, this is according to Brian Windhorst, who wrote a book about that season, right? He said that LeBron was never pounding the table to get rid of David Blatt. Like, he sucked it up. He didn't like him as a head coach. Yeah. He sucked it up, though, um, and never really moaned and groaned to ownership saying, get this guy out of here right now. Well, David uh, Blatt also was successful in other stops. Oh, he was other, awesome, like, overseas. That's right. Griffin w- was unknown. The other thing is, according to reports, Freak could have had Nick Nurse. So this is on Freak, then? I would say so, yes. I mean, he was not responsible for getting Budenholzer fired, according to many people. However, the fact that Giannis was in the room, like when they were talking to coaches and he had a say in this, which eh, never a good idea. <laughs> However, when he poo pooed Nick Nurse, that kind of tells you quite a bit. Yeah, it's a bad job. So now That's think about this. Yeah. yeah, we could get a playoff matchup now with Doc Rivers and the Bucks taking on the 76ers and Nick Nurse. That is wild. That's definitely in play. Oh, it absolutely is. Yep. But yeah, they, I understand they have to fix the defense. It's been bad. And there, there's, they, he wasn't getting through to them. Now, you can't blame all of it on, on getting rid of Holiday. Now, certainly the Bucks didn't know that would happen. They didn't think they were going to acquire Lillard, trade Holiday, or, you know, and then Holiday was going to go to Boston. Right. They, there's no way they thought that was going to happen. And this is all but, way after they hired Griffin as their head coach. Yeah. So he thought he was walking into a team that had played together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that as a first-year head coach, he's kind of learning on the job big time yeah. and then with a brand-new team as well. I don't know. There's something, there's something there where I just – we need more information in terms of need to be dialed in and, and, no, and no, no players. For, for the Butler comment, I can't believe you would want to play for Griffin. Okay. I, that, that, that's an interesting comment, even though we thought he was going to go to Miami too and maybe Butler had sour grapes there as well. I think so. But this is, here's the, Howard, you were going to say? No, no, I was going to say, all, just maybe the fact that he's a first-year coach. He's like, really? He's going to yeah. go play for that guy? You can come here and play with us in Spolstra? Yeah, he's, he's awesome, no doubt. Howard Beck from the Ringer. Going back, head coaches who didn't even last one season and were not interim. 
Jerry Tarkanian with the Spurs. Well, that did not go well. Lasted 20 games. The money quote was, you got to be kidding me with this guy. Bob Weiss, 30 games with Seattle. Here's Griffin, 43. Mo Cheeks with the Pistons. Terry Porter with the Suns. And Beeline with the Cavs a few years ago. He lasted 54 games. So it's not not so far as the games that are surprising. It's that he lasts 43 games, and they have the third best record in the league. Yeah. So they felt they had. But then again, it's it's one thing to fire the guy, but now you're going to go with Doc Rivers? According to reports, and it's almost done. I'm not kidding here. I'd rather have Hubie, uh, Hubie Brown. Yeah. Uh, but I also respect Hubie, Hubie Brown like to the moon. I think he's unbelievable. Head, former head coach, great broadcaster. Doc Rivers is not the guy. But Adrian Griffin, I don't think was either. So the problem again here, the defense and how lousy it yes. was, you, you took over in, in your first year and you decided to tra- uh, change up the defensive philosophy. Last year, Brooke Lopez nearly won Defensive Player of the Year. And he was the rim protector. And he had just a zillion block shots, and he was awesome, and it was a great story at his age. You came in and changed that and no longer had him manning the paint like he was last year or in previous years. And now he's running around the perimeter chasing guys around. Like, that's a big no-no. Bobby Portis, recently after a game, passionately challenged Griffin. They lost to Indy in the NBA Cup Finals out here. I was at the game in Las Vegas. He was not happy at all, and evidently, like, he was challenging Griffin one-on-one. Giannis, after the loss to Houston, wasn't happy. He called everybody out, included coaches. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what's the game plan? Give us the philosophy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no structure here. We're not getting coached right. So you had... I can see how that's a problem. Oh, yeah. I also want to push back on what happened last year. I don't think they were that good defensively they, I thought they were bad in the playoffs. Oh, they were. Because Boonholzer philosophy was, we're going to give you open threes, and, and water's going to find its level, and they're not going to make all their threes. They and never they, adjusted. And that, guess what happened? Miami won an entire series, actually an entire playoffs, where they didn't miss threes right. and almost won the title. And remember— So he, he was stubborn, and I know this because yep. I had a big ticket years ago on the Atlanta Hawks when they were the one seed. He, 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 he treats the playoffs and the regular season as the same thing. You can't do that. You have to shorten your bench. He comes out, well, I'm going to go my same rotation. Here comes the bench guys early second quarter, early free. You can't do that. All right. You, you have to play your superstars and, and shorten your rotation once you get the playoff time. He didn't do that either. But I, I don't like the Doc Rivers move at all if it's going to be, and that looks like it's going to be the case. Right. They reported that last night on the TNT broadcast. It was from CNN Sports. CNN Sports. I go, who is it? Jerome Jurenovich and Vanner O'Reilly? And I know there was a CNN Sports. They're the only people reporting it. Yeah. But it's close, but CNN is the only outlet reporting that it's a done deal. I'll tell you, uh, Nick Charles was awesome. Fred Hickman. Oh, yes. I used to watch those two guys constantly. They were a a great tag team. Uh, So here's what I wanted to do with the Bucs on the futures, but we're only in January. Here at Circa, you can bet the yes, no to win the Eastern Conference. In my mind, before this all happened yesterday, I didn't, I didn't think there's any way in hell that they're going to beat the 76ers in Boston in back-to-back playoff series. All right. So I wanted to bet minus 230 on them to not win the Eastern Conference, but I don't want to tie up my money this long. Remember we brought, uh, read uh, our buddy Scotty Tribuco a couple of months ago? Right. And he was talking about how he loves to parlay like futures and he likes to key in teams. I wanted to key in the Bucks on the no on the Eastern Conference, but I couldn't find any other dance partners like to hold it up that long term. So now I'm going to let it breathe and see what happens with Doc. Maybe this will be a good thing regular season and like he'll get it corrected defensively and the numbers will kind of well, go up quite a bit. You also have the going, the going against Boston angle too, 
with Doc winning a title and all yeah. his years in Boston. I still don't think Missoula's a great coach. Yeah, right. Missoula was terrible last year as well, which uh, he's also learning on the job. So you can you cut him a break there, too. But rest, rest assured, there will be enormous trades before the deadline. And that's another thing that could impact these odds and what happens. Yeah. But the Eastern Conference playoffs could be bananas. Well, these teams are not even close to who they're no. going to be and, and the, next month. And the Heat made a good trade yesterday, too. I like it. So there's yeah. the Pacers made a trade. Knicks made a big trade. Heat made a trade. Hawks could unload a star player. We'll see what the Bulls do. Not that they're contenders, but there's going to be some. Will the Cavs trade Mitchell? Big sure. trades are still going to happen here as we get to we're two and a half weeks away from the deadline. I mean, if all of these teams, not even in the top tier of the three best teams in the East are making moves, rest assured they're going to do something about this. By the way, next coach fired, shortest shot in the board, Darvin Ham plus 275. Ooh. Lost last night to the Clippers. Second shortest shot, Steve Clifford, Hornets, he's plus 325. And then Monty Williams plus 375. No way. There's not with that no contract. Way. They gave him a ton of money. Yeah. All right, so wild goings-on yesterday in the NBA. That wasn't the only thing that took place. Up next, Paulie's going to recap last night's betting action. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your VSIN Pro annual subscription for $199. That's a year, but you have to use the promo code SHARP. Daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guides. Like, for example, I've got Thomas Gable runs the race and sports book at the Borgata. He sent over three college basketball plays. We've got Mike Randall coming up. When he sends us plays, they go to the pros. So make sure you get them. 
right now, vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, I mentioned Randall. He joins us, the GOAT, Mike Randall, FTN Network Chief Content Officer. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm going to start here. We're going to get, we're going to start championship weekend, but I did want to quickly say this. How good is this freaking Cincinnati team? Yeah, they're good. And you saw, you heard the stat, of course, guys, big Monday. Bill Self has never lost on big Monday, but he didn't cover yesterday. This Cincinnati team is good. They're disciplined. Wes Miller isn't afraid of going anywhere. And I think there are some issues with Kansas. Hunter Dickinson, little overrated, guys, there. Gets into foul trouble. They struggle. Kevin McCullough, fantastic, but little concerned here about Kansas moving forward. Nice win by them, but they didn't cover. The Bearcats are for real. How about fact, guys, these teams who've come to the Big 12, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, they're ready to play. I was looking at KU and Houston's schedule, guys. Kansas has nine or 13 games remaining. Nine are against ranked opponents. Houston's got 10 ranked opponents. I mean, the league is ridiculous. You, you could have your own pod in the NCAA tournament with this conference. Yeah, the conference is great, guys. I still say for my money, though, you want to say top to bottom, it's the best. That's fine. But the elite teams of the SEC, no one can match them. Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, just the elite of the elite. But top to bottom, the Big 12, because the, the, the bad teams in the Big 12 are better than most teams in other conferences. Cincinnati, a first-half team as well, went to the break, tied. I'm not sure. It, outside of Kentucky, Kentucky and Kansas, those are the two best fan bases in college basketball. That was I was enjoying that. Okay, let's get to it. We'll start with the football. Mike Randall joining us. Pull up the plays here. Okay, you're going to start with an under in the early game. Remember, AFC, NFC on championship weekend, they flip year to year. So I think some would wonder why Ravens, Chiefs, of course, the first game up, but it's just scheduling. Uh, you're going to go under 44 and a half here in Chiefs, Ravens, Mike. Yeah, we're going under, guys, because both defenses are showing out. Kansas City this year, actually 6-13 and 13 to the over. So they've hit the under 13 of 19 games. Their defense playing well. There is not as much explosion on the Baltimore offense as you saw with the Bills last week. And you know the Ravens defense is going to show out. And they're going to learn how to stop it based on what they were able to see last few games here. Pace of play. Close game. Lines are getting sharper, but per FTM model, which has been fantastic, over 70% on totals this year, double digit, and over 68% on totals with at least a 5% edge. We have a 6.1% edge to the under between Ravens and Chiefs. It's our highest edge of all the four matchup sides and totals this uh, NFC champ AFC championship weekend. Let's go to the second game of the conference weekend. San Francisco laying seven in Santa Clara against the Detroit Lions. Mike, you like the Lions plus seven here. Tell us why. Yeah, I do. I, I'm going to take the Lions in this matchup. If you were to tell me one of these teams scored an upset, one of the underdogs, I think it's going to be the Lions. And everybody's going to be on Patrick Mahomes here. But I think the Chiefs have issues, particularly in the passing game. You know the Ravens are going to stop the run. I like this Lions team. We don't know if Debo Samuel is going to be available. And if he is, he's limited. You know that the Lions are able to stop the run. They're number one per Aaron shots here in DVOA rush defense. So I think they're going to limit the running attack. It's going to have to go through the air. And the Lions, I know the narrative, Jared Goff outside, enough. But they should be able to run the ball. And Jameer Gibbs looks fantastic. I expect a bounce back from David Montgomery. I expect this Lions offensive line to stamp themselves as elite as they did when they went on the road against the Cowboys in the game. They should have won with the referee thing at the end. I like the Lions. If you told me one of these teams is going to pull an upset as an underdog, 
I think it's Detroit here. San Francisco, very shaky last week. I know their defense is good, but the Lions offensive line is legit and they can stop the run, which means it puts it in Brock Purdy's shoulders. Little questionable on that. Randall, I don't know if you're sucking up to me, but I'm a Lions fan, born and raised in Michigan. I was, you've got Montgomery on a prop over 45 and a half. Totally agree with that. Uh, Where were you? 90 yards to go. Mayfield had thrown for what? Over 330 and three touchdowns. Did you think they were going to come down and score there with a minute to go? I thought it was frisky, guys. I was into it. If you, It made me bet my kid's life. No, I did not. But I thought it was interesting because you always want to be on the side of a team that has nothing to lose. He needed to make a couple passes there. Didn't work out. It was uncomfortable. But I can't say, Patrick, that I thought they were going to come down and score. I just didn't. It was still Tampa Bay. It was still Detroit at home. I felt like Tampa Bay needed to be up to force the Lions to make a play here. And it didn't work out that way. You're, you know what? You're the second. We had Stoney on yesterday. He agreed with you. His vibe was they weren't going to score. I haven't asked Randall, who I respect. I haven't asked you them all in Dustin. You guys were sitting there watching the game. There's a minute to go. They had two timeouts left. Mayfield was slanging it. Detroit's pass defense is horrendous. We know that. Did you guys have a vibe they were going to score? My assumption was this is what I had playing out them all. I had a score and a missed two-point conversion. Lions win. No, I said yesterday, I said, I was talking to somebody, I said, I thought he's going to throw a pick, and a friend of mine is a huge Browns fan. He goes, this is what Baker is. He's great for three-fourths of the game, and then that one quarter, this is why Baker's not in rarefied air. And look, uh, they made a fantastic play in terms of the interception Detroit did, but I Guys, I know Baker played a great game, but I thought there was a few pockets in the game where he wasn't overwhelming. Dustin? Uh, I definitely thought it was going to happen that they were going to march down and score because I'd already texted you congratulations, and I just had a feeling (laughs) that I was going to blow the whole thing for you. I know, dude. I was celebrating. But people were sending me videos, grown-ass men crying. I didn't get one from Randall, though. Brandon Ayuk. I talked about that bad pasty. And you agree, you've got Ayuk going over 79 and, a, 79 and a half. Yeah, three of the last four times Debo has been limited or hurt, not in the game. Ayuk has exploded here, not buying the pass defense of the Lions. I think Ayuk's going to have opportunities. That's not the way this is going to happen. I love the fact that Ayuk is coming off a bad game, by the way, in which he was under. So it's Kittle, it's Ayuk. The explosion. They're going to look to get him involved early. I bet you're going to see him on some crosses, maybe passes behind the line. Love Brandon Ayuk in this matchup. Lions pass defense has been bad all year. Certainly, I think that's going to continue. You know they're going to focus on Christian McCaffrey, especially because McCaffrey's run, guys, last week against the Packers. That first touchdown run, that was huge. That was the one they really needed. So, yeah, I like Brandon Ayuk. It's a safe play. I'm banking on Debo being limited, even if he plays. That means Ayuk with a greater target chair. Let's go over on him this week and a bounce back. Detroit running game, you like David Montgomery over 44 and a half yards. Why do you think he's going to be successful on Sunday? Yeah, because he was stuffed last week, Amal, basically. And David Montgomery is the workhorse for this team. You know, Dan Campbell trusts him. They're going to try to grind it. They don't want to have their defense out there a lot against this offense for the Niners. McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle, they can get up and down. They're on the road. They want to control the ball. David Montgomery is going to get a lot of opportunities. I like him over getting his carries as well, and he's been able to exist on volume. That's what I like. Bounce back. He struggled last week, but that was not the matchup here against that Tampa Bay front. I think this one is better. I think Montgomery has success, and I think he gets over that number no problem. 
Yeah, Randall, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey when he was pulling away from the defense last week. After what we learned about you, you know, track and field captain there at BC, I had to squint my eyes because it kind of looked like you in college. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of speed. Guys at Boston College had a 12-man room junior year, 12 of us. They begged me, actually it was sophomore year, excuse me, to go out and try to walk on for the team for one simple reason. They go, either you're going to take it to the house on a kick return or you're going to get split in half and we're going to be laughing in the stands. So either way, it's entertaining. Thank you to my friends at Boston College. (laughs) (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend, Mike Randall. All right. So FTN, make sure you check it out for your fantasy and, of course, your betting needs. Now, Dustin, you gave it away during the break, but I want you to run this by and we'll come back and talk college basketball as well. You played a futures as far as college basketball. Throw it at Randall. Let's get another reaction. It's my first one of the year. We're digging deep. I had them last year and they let me down. Didn't even make the tournament. 150 to one on New Mexico. Love it. Love it. You got the coach. You have guards. You can shoot threes. You can force turnovers. You have the big guy inside. You had Nelly Jr. Joseph coming over from uh, Iona when Rick Pitino was there. Love it across the board. Mount West is for real, guys. They used to be the butt of the jokes. Now they're for real. I love this. Donovan Dent, Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn. Listen, uh, Jalen House makes us go and get a, a martini when he's playing because he can be up and down. But that's the exact type of guy you want to bet on when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I, I love your optimism. I'll give you 500 to one on that one. They're the best team in the land of enchantment, okay? That's it. They're better than New Mexico State. They're good in the Mountain West. Those two guys, when they match up against guards that are 6'3 and 6'4 out of the Big East, SWAT City, they're not getting their 20 per. Okay. All right, there it is. Let's come back and discuss some college basketball. I, you know what I'll do as well? We've got one, two, three, four plays from Randall coming back. I've got three plays from Gable. I'll give you one of those as well. Remember, the rest of you, go to vcin.com slash subscribe and become a vcin pro. Hey, Randall, on the way out, when you're having a cocktail watching college hoops, what's your drink of choice? Oh, gin martini. Good juniper berry. Good for the cholesterol. Everybody knows that. Randall? This is VSIN's Best Bets. Catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code A-N-G. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website. Plus, our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus, our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code A-N-G. That's A-N-G. NG as in a numbers game kill. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, Randy Higgins. The VEASAN live package is worth it just for Gil's tennis alone. Hell of a day, sir. Thank you. By the way, it's worth it for everyone's picks. All hosts, all guests on this network. We should probably should have mentioned that when we're giving our golf and tennis plays earlier uh, at VEASAN.com slash Picks. Uh, a lot of reaction, Kelly, to yesterday's show uh, from folks. Uh, first of all, Eric Berg, though, he says, Where is Barry Lamar Bonds? 
Oh, okay, it's coming. We got to do. I'm sorry. We will do that. We will. It's do coming. It. It's our annual tradition here on a numbers game. We'll get to that a little later on the show. Uh, this is from this. Uh, let's see here. Pardon me. I just want to do the one more here, and now it's escaped me. But this was about the uh, the whole thing yesterday. Teasers and parlays. Listening to the replay of Angie. Always enjoy the math segments and the explanation behind two-point conversions. Great show as always, Jets. There was a bunch of those about the two-point explanation yesterday. No math on today's show, ladies and gentlemen. No math. Unless JVT has some, ladies and gentlemen. Jonathan Von Tobel joins us. He is the co-host of Hardwood Handicappers, which he does with Kelly Bidlin and Zach Cohen. He's our senior NBA analyst, and he is a football guy as well. He joins us now. How you doing, John? I'm good. I'm good. You know, my article's up on the website as well. If you want to check that out at VEASAN.com. And, and if you want to sign up for a VEASAN Pro subscription, you can get 10% off. Use a promo code LIVE instead of ANG and give me some credit instead. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. How about that? All right, LIVE. Uh, let me ask you this. Can you, uh, can you quantify the Bucks' defensive sort of demise under Adrian Griffin for us and why this happened? Yeah, you know, I I think that there's a couple of things, right? And I, I, I do think that Adrian Griffin aside and the fact that clearly there was some sort of personal disconnect in that locker room with Adrian Griffin. You know, we had talked about this on the pod a lot, Gil, where starting at the beginning of the year, it didn't go off very well, right? The Stotts thing, the fact that Giannis is openly like insubordinate, right, on the sidelines with him multiple times that we saw, there was clearly something that wasn't really vibing there. But I do think we have to look at the players themselves. You know, I've watched Damian Lillard play less than enthusiastic defense at the point of attack. Uh, many times this season. And it's been a really big reason why their defense has struggled. Uh, Their transition defense is among some of the worst in the NBA. Uh, There's a reason why, right? Because that's an effort thing, right? There's not a scheme thing. That's a, Hey, get back. And Kelly and I sat in the press box uh, up in press row for the in season tournament and watched the Indiana Pacers just sprint down the floor past guys over and over and over again. Those aren't things that, Hey, Adrian Griffin needs to fix his scheme. Those are things that say, you know, you guys got to play better. And, and I think that maybe you get that once Griffin is gone, but there was clearly a disconnect. And I'll take you back to like the first month of the season. And Zach Lowe talked about this on this podcast where, you know, smarter basketball minds than I were watching that team at the beginning of the year and watching a team that was taking away some defensive principles from Toronto. Adrian Griffin, a former Toronto assistant, worked under Nick Nurse, makes some sense. And then you saw about a month later, they went back to this traditional drop coverage. And clearly there was some sort of, um, Zach Lowe used the word mutiny. I think he was being a little tongue in cheek, but there was clearly some sort of, hey, we don't want to do this anymore. Let's go back to the way we were doing it. And I think that's the problem. I, I don't think Griffin was a particularly good coach. I think he had lost that locker room. But I also think that there is something on Giannis, the Bucks, and this locker room as well, allowing him to lose that locker room. And I thought it was just a perfect mix of issues that led to him getting fired. And I think maybe as we move forward, Joe Prunty, former Bucks assistant, former Bucks interim coach, by the way, I think he's done it twice now. Um, I think that there's something to getting a guy up there that is at least going to get the most out of a team that does like him. Giannis really likes him by all accounts. Uh, They are very close together. So maybe that's going to help. But I thought this is a perfect mix of everybody failing, not just Adrian Griffin in terms of these struggles that we've seen from Milwaukee. I think it's a great point. By the way, I was at that in-season tournament too, but I was too busy uh, drinking hot cocoa to keep warm to have uh, (laughs) noticed that defensive struggle. Um, If it is Doc Rivers, like, I mean, that's not, that's not the difference between, between them winning a championship and not right. 
No, I don't think so. Like, I think in uh, I'll give Raheem Palmer credit for this because I, I like the way that they put it. And it's something that I've thought, but I couldn't think to put it eloquently enough, which is, you know, Doc Rivers is good enough, Gil, to to get a team that should be a 50 win team to be a 50 win team. Right. Like he is going to <laughs> so he's great. going to write. He, right. Like he's going to be able to uh, to work the relationships. Everybody likes him. He's going to be able to get the like the, the floor out of that team. And that floor is a 50 win team. They're already on pace to do that. However, as we have seen multiple times in the issue in terms of blowing these three, one leads and all these sort of things that doc has had in the postseason. I do not think, and I think history tells us that he is a coach that adds wins on the margins that has adjustments during a playoff series that would allow them to solve problems. And and that I think to me is the problem here, which is cool. You're going to get doc rivers to come in and massage egos and be a good guy and allow them to roll the ball out and play to their potential. But when you get to the postseason and when you get, you know, a defense that is giving you issues, can you adjust in terms of your offensive game plan when you can see this thing slipping away in history? would tell us that Doc Rivers is not capable of doing that. And I just don't think that's going to be something that uh, pushes them past the edge that they need to be pushed past. Okay. After an NBA night that included a protest from Chauncey yeah. Billups and the uh, Portland Trailblazers that the refs didn't see him trying to call a timeout, by the way, it's never going to, it's never going to be upheld. Um, Blazers lose to the Thunder by two in the closing moments. What do you have today? Uh, so I've got, I texted Kelly this actually. So I've got two bets that I've actually made. I've got like four others that I'm very much considering here, depending on what the market wants to do. But the two bets that I've actually made, uh, let's start with the, the thing that we just actually talked about, right? Milwaukee. So I did lay six and a half here with the Bucks, And part of my thinking is just what we talked about. Look, Joe Prunty is a respected, long-tenured assistant that has the respect of Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest in this locker room. You are back home after a three-game trip in which you got blown out by the Cavaliers and fought tooth and nail in two consecutive games in Detroit. You should be able to come into this game and play a very, uh, you know, we'll call it spirited effort. And on top of that, guys, as Kelly well knows, Cavaliers have been playing very, very good basketball. But I think we're at a point where we're getting near the market high. I'll take you back to last week. When they played in Cleveland before Giannis was a late scratch, the Cleveland Cavaliers were catching four and a half in that game. That would tell you that's about a six and a half point different on a neutral, on a neutral. Well, the Bucks are laying six and a half here in Milwaukee. So clearly there's been a market adjustment on how well Cleveland has been playing. I'll play against that market adjustment. Think that it's been a little bit too much and I'll lay six and a half with the Milwaukee Bucks and the other uh, kind of going along with the vibes as well. You know, the other day it was an incredible day. Giannis had a 38, 17 and like 10 triple double in a game <laughs> in which they won. We didn't even talk about about no it. Why? Because yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid scored 70, Carl Anthony Towns scored 62. But when Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 the other night, his coach came out and said, that was pathetic. That was lazy. They were hunting. That was ridiculous. I think you get a really good effort here for Minnesota defensively after a really lackluster performance against Charlotte the other day. They're one of the best rim defenses in the NBA, taking on a Wizards team that is highly dependent on getting in the restricted area. This is going to be one where I think Chris Finch has this team really ready to go. So Wizards team total under 109 and a half. Uh, I laid minus 115. I think that's playable but to about minus 125, minus 130. But those are the two today so far. Bucks minus six and a half and Wizards team total under 109 and a half. Love it. Chris Finch calling it immature basketball the other night from Cat. Uh, and really not just Cat, the teammates, as we like to point out. Yeah. It's really the whole team he was going after. All right. Give me a minute on, give us a minute on, on each of these. Let's start with the AFC Championship JVT between the Ravens and the Chiefs with the Ravens three and a half point favorites here. 
Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a Kansas City future at seven to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I'm going to do some Baltimore uh, money line here. I want to see how cheap it gets, although I might be waiting a little too long because we're starting to see this get to four. But I think if you eliminate like where I'm at in terms of a position, my heart wants to say back the dude who's just a pure winner. My brain says Baltimore's a team that has a defense that is going to be able to, I think, thrive here. They have the pieces to take away Travis Kelsey. They've got a run game that can take advantage of a defense that is 26th in terms of adjusted line yards allowed. They have I think everything going for them in this matchup and you can really see that Baltimore comes in and wins this game and wins by margin. I, I agree. I find myself agreeing with where the market's going here. So in terms of an actual bet, I will be on Baltimore from a money line perspective, Gil, just considering where I'm at. But I think if you eliminate that Baltimore is the absolute side, given everything that they can do well here against the Kansas city team that has really struggled and is going to have to rely on a group of wide receivers that has been very inconsistent throughout this entire year, because the weakness of Baltimore is their corners, not so much their linebackers. So I do think that Kansas city's in a tough spot here and I think eventually Baltimore wins and moves on to the super bowl. And as far as uh, you know, Detroit, San Francisco goes, I actually feel stronger about the total than I do about the side. I do think Detroit would be the side for me, but I like this game under, I think when you look at what San Francisco and Detroit want to do, it starts with their running games. Detroit, very low key, a top 10 defense against the run in multiple different metrics. I think they'll be able to defend very well against Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. On the flip side, I think Ben Johnson, I think the world of him, but I think this San Francisco defense, the ability to pressure Jared Goff is going to stymie this team. So I thought 51 was a little high. I bet under 51, but I do think seven is the side if you go again ahead and play it. Such a great point, by, by the way, by you on the previous game, which is the Ravens weakness of the defensive secondary of, of the secondary gets mitigated by the fact that the Chiefs' wideouts are a weakness. Such a great handicapping point that that spans across sports. Uh, Dr. Bob used to do a lot of that in basketball. It's sort of like a thing that people don't necessarily process. Uh, besides the promo on promo crime, great spot, JVT. We appreciate that. Thank you, appreciate man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. At me, JVT, is where you can find a Jonathan Von Tobel, once again, our senior NBA analyst. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. 
This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN. That's V S I N. Only DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, that code VSIN, the crown is yours. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst and host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Tim Murray. Raheem Palmer from The Ringer joins us right now. You can follow him at I am Raheem Stradamus on Twitter. Raheem, appreciate you jumping on with us. A lot to get to. We will get to your thoughts on the conference championship games second. But let's start with the breaking news of the day. Adrian Griffin relieved of his duties after just 40 Three games on the sidelines for the Milwaukee Bucks. We opened the show with getting JVT's thoughts. I'm curious your thoughts. You were tweeting about it a little bit earlier today. So when this news came across, what was your instant thought uh, just initially? And then secondly, what did it mean for you from a betting standpoint? Okay, this was the right move, 100%. When you look at this team, they were filled with turmoil since since the preseason. You had Terry Stott, which was one of the, the assistant coaches. He was brought over to you know kind of be that veteran assistant. We know he coached Damian Lillard with Portland, and he quits before the season starts. And you look at this team, Adrian Griffin, he was a defensive-minded coach, but they have one of the worst defenses in the league. You're talking about a defense which is 21st in defensive rating, 117 points per under possessions, and they can't stop a nosebleed. And not only is the defense bad, but the vibes are bad. He lost Dame before the season even started. He lost the rest of the team. And then once he lose Giannis, it was all over. So they had to get rid of him. This is very reminiscent of, I don't know if you guys remember, 2016, David Blatt, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the year they won the championship. The Cleveland Cavaliers were 30 and 11 at the time. And Griffin just said, look, we got to fire this guy because the vibes are all bad and he doesn't see things getting better. And when you're on a championship or bus team, you can't afford to sit this one out. So they made the right move. Are they going to make the right move and getting the replacement? Because I know that you have an affinity for Doc Rivers, who has been the first name that was out there for this job. Oh, I don't, I don't have an affinity. <laughs> no, I know, I'm just being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> and you can explain your stance on Doc here in a moment. But, you know, I saw your back and forth, Matt Moore, of the Action Network, and I agree. And I, and I put it this way, too, is I think you want a coach that adds wins on the margins. And I just don't know if Doc is that coach. Yeah, he's not that coach. I think a lot of people misunderstood me on Twitter. I was saying that Doc Rivers, he is an upgrade over Adrian Griffin. Yep. And he is. Doc Rivers is a coach who, if look, he's a competent head coach. And that's more than you could say about a lot of head coaches out there. I mean, we got head coaches losing 27 games in a row. But if you need a head coach who is going to make in-game adjustments and raise your ceiling to a championship level, Doc Rivers is not that guy. He's a guy who he's going to give you a high floor. He's going to allow you to, to just be competent night to night. But as you saw with the Philadelphia 76ers, he never raised their level. You saw it with the Clippers. He never raised their level. So I think he's the wrong guy for this job. But at the same time, you're, at, you're looking to hire a head coach midseason. That's very difficult to do. There's not, it's not like these head coaches grow on trees. So I understand if the owners want to hire him. 
But if you're looking at a championship contender and a championship or bust, he's not the guy. Man, if only there was a coach that led a team to the finals and was used to working with Giannis Antetokounmpo. But I don't know. I don't know where they could find a guy like that. All right, let me ask you this <laughs> then. Um, I, like I've been in the mindset when I've watched Milwaukee a bunch. Like, yeah, the vibes are clearly off. You watch Giannis punk Adrian Griffin a bunch. We saw everything that was going on. I also watched Damian Lillard play some crappy defense throughout this entire year. So how much of a difference is this defense going to make? Like how much of a leap is this going to make? Even if Doc gets in there, I still think this is going to be an issue for them. Don't you? Oh, it's definitely going to be an issue. And like at the end of the day, I, I just don't know what kind of scheme that you could put around that Bucks team that's going to improve their defense because it's not just Dane. They have a severe lack of athleticism. I mean, you even go back to last season with, with Drew Holiday. Like, Jimmy Butler was cooking that team, and they could not stop, stop the heat to save their lives. So the one thing I will say is that I think in the modern-day NBA, I think your offense is your floor. And if you look at the entire Giannis, Mike Bootenhoser era, they only had a top five offense once during the postseason, during the entire era. So this was a team that consistently struggled to score within the postseason. So I think adding Dame Lillard and, and getting rid of Drew Holiday, it does help them in that regard. But if they could just do something to be serviceable defensively, like just some type of scheme, because they're giving up everything right now. They're giving up threes. They're giving up dunks. They're giving up layups. They're giving up offensive rebounds. They could just do something to be serviceable. I think they have a real shot of winning the East. Raheem Palmer joining us here on VSIN Primetime. All right, Raheem, let's uh, let's get to the championship games this weekend. Make sure you follow Raheem on Twitter at I am Raheem Stradamus. Uh, you know, when you look at the AFC uh, Rostradamus. 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 You never listen to you never listen to Nas. Not so a lot. Nas had hit back to back albums called I am and Nostradamus. So that's where like, I kind of get it from. And then it's also the play on Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that second part. Not, not, maybe not so much the first part. I'm a big Nas guy. Uh, not a big, yeah, not a big, uh, not a, not a big music guy there. Uh, the, the nerdy ginger here. Um, but AFC championship, we saw a little bit of movement towards Baltimore today. Uh, and you know, this is the, the money line has been bed and bed up here for Baltimore. Look, the numbers are what they are uh, for for Patrick Mahomes. Nine one and one ATS in his last eleven games. Four and zero ATS last four playoff games. Uh, a bunch of those. The Super Bowl, he was an underdog. When you look at Raheem, this AFC Championship game in Baltimore, what do your numbers say? And and how initially are you thinking to attack the AFC Championship game? So my numbers absolutely love Baltimore in this game. I'm one of the fortunate ones because before the postseason started, I told everybody, take the Kansas City Chiefs 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and also take them plus 450 to win the AFC. So I don't have to make a decision here. And I could just, you know, take Baltimore money line. I think you, you're seeing it like, I mean, it's up to minus 198 now. So it, it kind of hurts, but I can take Baltimore money line and hedge out of this thing. So um, that's probably where I'm going to be looking to do. Just, you know, try to get the easy profit because you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they all pro guard Joe Dooney. He's undergoing an MRI because he had a pectoral injury. And this Baltimore Ravens defense is for real. Um, at the same time, for anybody who doesn't have those futures, it's tough to it's tough to tell you to lay the three and a half with the Ravens just because we know Patrick Mahomes. He kind of transcends any point spread. You, you're talking about a guy who's nine one and one 
as an underdog. So I, I don't really want to go there. Like for me, I probably wouldn't touch a side in this game at all. I actually think this is going to, this is going to be over. Like I initially was looking under 45 and a half, but I just think both of these quarterbacks are going to be very difficult to slow down despite both of these defenses being top five in EPA for playing success rate. So uh, that's where I'm looking. I'm probably looking towards the over. All right. What about the NFC championship game? Then uh, 49ers laying about a touchdown here against the Detroit lions. So all the sharp money is, is coming in on San Francisco. Like I've had numerous syndicates hit me say, you know, we're taking San Francisco minus six and a half, but there's something off about this game. And it, it just like, for me, I look at this, the San Francisco 49ers team. And you're talking about a team who they either win by 13 or they lose outright outside of that game against the Packers. This is not a team who has played many competitive games this season. And the 49ers run defense, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. I think they're 15th in EPA per play. And we know that the lions are going to be able to run the ball with Jameer Gibbs. So I expect the lions to shorten this game. I don't have anything on the side right now, but I'm really skeptical about the 49ers. Brock Purdy, he didn't answer any of those questions that people had for him last week. I know he got it done on the final drive, but I look at that game as a game where the Green Bay Packers made a lot of mistakes down the stretch. You had to miss field goal. You had to tip pass interception. How many interceptions did they drop from Brock Purdy? So I think the Detroit Lions can kind of get inside this number. To be honest with you, I don't think the number is going to matter. I think Detroit wins this game outright or they get blown out. So I'm probably going to be looking towards Detroit, but this is a tough one because all the sharp money is going to be on the 49ers. That's the sharp side. So we'll see what happens. Raheem Palmer joining us here. Raheem, before we let you run, we got five more days before these games kick off. Is there anyone you're looking initially to attack in the prop market? Um, Definitely Jameer Gibbs. Without a doubt, I want to attack him because I think the the way for the Lions to win this game is through through the run. Um, obviously, you've got David Montgomery as well, but I think Jameer Gibbs is much more explosive. So that's a guy I'm going to be looking to attack. Raheem Palmer from The Ringer. Great stuff, man. Always appreciate it. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll catch you all out there. I'll be out there for the Super Bowl. So hopefully we can turn up and, and you'll catch some winners. I will. He won't. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. There he is, Raheem Palmer. You want to give out his Twitter handle? I am Rostradamus. Come on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.